electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, live at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. July jobs is a barn burner. 528,000, more than double the estimate, uh, best since February. And the two-year rockets back to 316. We'll break it down and talk about where it leaves the Fed and CPI next week. Our roadmap begins with July jobs surprise. Hiring soars. Stocks down a bit on the news. Warner Brothers Discovery sliding in the pre-market following its first quarterly results post-merger. And we'll talk with AMC CEO Adam Aaron on the company's earnings and his plans to issue more than 500 million shares of preferred under the symbol ape. <laughs> but we got to begin with the jobs number, uh, Jim. As we said, uh, earnings, uh, five-tenths is up from a prior four-tenths, but it leaves the year-on-year unchanged at five-two. But, I mean, this is as hot as can be. And my theory has been that the commodities roll over and then job growth rolls over. So I don't think we're... I mean, I, you know, is it peak? Whatever it is, it's, you can get a job in this country in that month uh, like I've never seen in my life. And I don't want to I want to celebrate that while I also recognize that the Fed's got a job to do. Uh, our country is the great growth country on Earth. Uh, I, the Chinese would kill for this economy. The Europeans, it's never going to happen. Uh, we do have to probably rein it in because there is slight, slight wage inflation. Look, I'm not saying that there isn't wage inflation, but we do have tremendous commodity deflation. And the inflationists will not talk about the fact that oil just went from 126 to 88, probably goes to 85, that every single, you know, anything goes in the house is down. Uh, when we see the companies, the companies themselves, most of the earnings aren't that good. So enjoy. Um, but you, it's still going to go Jay's way. Uh, because he's got a, he's got one more. Uh, he, there's no need no need I think to do an emergency, but he maybe feels this is that bad. But this is you know look. Congratulations, America. Boy, we ever have a lot of well, business. Enjoy what? Are you saying enjoy this is the Goldilocks scenario? Enjoy, got- well, we have we have commodities down. We've got wages okay. So yeah, I mean this is a period where you'll be able to buy things at good prices because there's gluts everywhere in the system. But I also know that we see, uh, we're beginning to see uh, layoffs in technology. We're seeing layoffs. I mean, look, iRobot gets bought by Amazon. The first thing they do is they announce layoffs. Uh, that covered them. I know that I had the, one of the largest trucking companies on earth last night, Brad Jacobs, XPO. And they're, they're, they can't, they're getting many more resumes than they can hire. Remember, trucking was where we had the toughest uh, recruiting. Now it's like they're they're just inundated. So I don't know. I'm going to say peak this. Just like I said peak commodity, I'm going peak job. Well, that's exactly what Elon Musk tweeted uh, earlier in the week. And you then never of course, go wrong when you quote Elon. Uh, well, then then I, I question him. But, you know, kind yep. of. Uh, you mentioned you said it was an important tweet at the time. And then, of yep. course, he expanded on it uh, in some comments. Do we have that sound now? You want to go to it? Uh, Elon Musk on inflation.
Oh, don't have it. But, uh, Jim, the line is uh, most of our commodities, uh, the things that go into a Tesla, not all, but more than half the prices are trending down. Uh, now, this could change, but the trend is down, which suggests that we are past peak. I'm all in Musk. I'm all in Musk. I think that he sees it better than anyone. Look, he's a huge manufacturer, one of the greatest manufacturers, maybe the greatest manufacturer of our lifetime. And he see, but he also is very close to customers because of their uh, unusual direct direct sell. And I, I think he's just spot on. Uh, that that's what's going to come going to happen. Uh, that's going to come true. And boy, does he ever have a handle on the on the commodity? So, yeah, I am all in on what he said. I think he's going to be proven exactly right. I, he is that. He's what? smarter than. Um, he may be smarter than almost anybody, except for uh, Jensen Wine, NVIDIA. Right. How would you characterize how the market's absorbing then the jobs number? Well, I said this week that if we had a red-hot number, and when I did my game plan on Monday, I said we're going to repeal a pretty decent amount of the, of the July rally. And I think that there's so many people who are fearful that they will take profits. On top- it could be thin trading, too. Yeah, on top of that, uh, the B of A desk this morning suggested that uh, the squeeze we've seen uh, for consumer names, especially yes, the uh, biggest squeeze in a couple of years, signs that it is starting to ease off. You uh, saw look, it in the latter part of yesterday's action. Yeah, look, I don't obviously I don't want it, uh, but I do think that we've had a dramatic decline in a lot of commodities, but that was predicated upon the economy kind of cooling off. Watch oil. Uh, oil by, might be the tell because oil has been my reason to be optimistic about the rest of the market. As remember, when oil goes down. Almost everything is going up. When if oil comes back and oil's still nicely down, then I think we're going to see a real repeal. Uh, but right now the commodities are not the, the commodities are not acting the way I thought they would. I mean, I thought that the commodities would spike on this. I mean, we've got copper up slightly, we have lumber up slightly, but we have uh, oil gasoline down badly. We have natural gas, but they're not reacting the way I thought they would. I thought that they would spike. So uh, I'm still medium-term bullish. We have to deal with this. Because people just know red-hot employment sell. They don't really think red-hot employment, let's sell something. It's a red-hot employment, let's go to the S&P and bang out the futures. Because this is big money we're talking about. These are not, these, the money that we're talking about, uh, individual companies are too small for them. But I do think that this was not the number I wanted to see. I know that. Right. As, a, as, as someone who's bullish. But it doesn't sound like it's enough to make you think, all right, maybe we switch back to banks and energy. No. Going into next week. No. I just think that what's going to happen is there's going to be a pall has been cast over everything. Because now just people say, will they come? Will they in August? Will they signal? What did they know? All of these hawks. What did they? And if they're going to focus just on employment and not at all think about what Musk talked about when it comes to commodities, I think they're going to make a mistake. Because I think that they should. We didn't have that he's going for a soft, shallow recession. That's what I'm hoping for. That is You're talking exact, about Musk. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hoping Musk, for. Musk t- tweeted the idea that we're in for uh, maybe 18 months of a mild right. recession. I think he's right. I think they should listen to him. If I were a Fed governor or president, I would say, let me go over what he said. I would even give him a call. I don't know if he'd take your call. But look, what, does he see the uh, panoply of the economy better than anyone else in the world? Yes. Remember, he's got world, He's got Berlin. He's got China. He's got uh, parts of America. He's got direct sale data that he gets every day. He knows what he can build and what he can't build. He's, his call, I think, is perfect. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about the, the way, their meeting, the, the split. The Twitter rye post about him 
does not make him out to be a uh, gentleman and a scholar. The one that came out last night yeah. was basically saying that he's a pack of lies. Uh, yes, and, and he would argue backward that their, their own metrics are deceiving as well. This one was just, I thought it was killer. I, I thought it was dispositive, and I really felt that, all right, Elon Musk, you're also going to own Twitter. And how will that be in terms of figuring out the economy? Yeah. Uh, a lot to get to with Tesla in a bit. Let's move to some earnings this morning as well. <laughs> Got Expedia. Oh, no, today Warner was Brothers Discovery, AMC all with results. And speaking of AMC, as we said, we'll talk to Adam Aaron uh, later on this hour. Uh, uh, Jim, is uh, they're going to open down about nine, last I saw? Uh, yeah. Uh, if, if there's. Well, do you want to start from the top of these? Which well, one AMC, do? I guess, while we're at Because it. AMC, you have to understand, they did this thing. We're going to talk about it. That's, I, it's, not, it's leisure to men to some degree. They've created a second class of stock. Uh, and I think that the most salient thing about it is that it's called Ape because it's a preferred uh, AMC, a, a, a preferred yep. equi- and equity. And what I think is that as much as I love Adam, the story was that the, that the quarter was good. Uh, I, I think that the preferred is chimerical. Uh, it doesn't make sense. That it, unless you want to make it so that the, the rabid people who really love him, love him even more. And there's an NFT for a, basically for like a shirt. Anybody else, we'd be laughing at it. But you can't with him because he made the numbers. He made the darn numbers. So he gets, he gets to come on and we can treat him ser- seriously, even as I'm looking up the Eugene O'Neill play that we had to read that was so horrible. What, ha- what, are, you, what are you talking about? Harry Ape. Ah. Yeah, I thought it was horrible. Eugene O'Neill? Yeah. It was an introduction to plays that they, they destroy any feeling that you might like a play when you're in high school. But this is about the apes. They love him. The apes are a group of people who have two things in mind. I don't have too much hubris, but they love him and they hate me. And that's fine because, you see, they exist in a zoo and they can't get out. <laughs> I, on the other hand, have total freedom you of action. You have free reign. You, right. are, you are free range, free right. range. Now Kramer. they would say I'm a free range chicken and they're going to find me. <laughs> I would just point out that they're incredibly nice. Just don't go into, the, into their area. Not, not caged. I didn't notice that because that's not right. Yes. How about WBD? Um, okay, okay. Looking, that's just, the, the, some of the targets on global subs by 2025 are in the 130 million range. Their run rate, though, on, on Q2 uh, DTC is. Much below what Netflix is doing, what what Disney's doing at this point. Well, there's a thing called EBITDA. I know it's hard for our viewers, but I will tell you, they don't have it. This was a quarter that actually was one of the worst quarter. Well, no, I said we have highs on today. I mean, this is this. Is, how about this? One of the worst legal quarters I've ever seen. Look, I, you, this man. Let's just start from the beginning. When you go to a restaurant, let's say you go to Porterhouse, all right, which is a beautiful restaurant. And uh, Tim's the maitre d' and he's great. And he always says, well, don't forget, uh, uh, Zaslow's over there. You probably want to say hi. And you know what you want to do? You want to say hi. Why? Because he's a great person. All right? So let's start with there. He's a great person. But the numbers were so off that it made me feel that he got had by ATT. Now, he's never going to say that because, again, he's too nice. And by the way, David, what's with, this, what's with the vest, no matter how hot it is? It, it is a signature do you tr- look. Do you trust a man uh, who wears a, a signature vest? look as well? Do you trust a man who wears a vest in a hundred degree temperature? No, but I do think that in the end, balance sheets matter, and that's something he lacks is a good balance sheet. If I were him, I would raise money and raise money quickly because he's selling it. You know, 
it's five times EBITDA, which is historically a bad level. Yep. But again, I come back to if you were to do it and offering, people would love it because everyone likes them. Everyone's pulling for Zaz. Is it going Zaz? Yes. Creamy. A former colleague of ours yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do, I do like him very, very much. But this bad number. Yeah. So you're back to you're back to worrying about balance sheet issues. Yeah. As, as some of the street was early really, in the yeah, deal. Yeah. I mean, there's just he's got to make some moves, and they're not the kind of and they're not offense. They're defense. And I was I wanted a good number. I expected a bad number, but I did not expect a number this bad. Yeah. This was bad. Yeah. Uh, good numbers. If you're looking for him today, you could look at uh, DraftKings. Better than expected. Jason Robbins, congratulations, yep. going into the football season, and he's doing incredibly well. By the way, when you speak to Jason, okay, another guy. We're dealing with a, a plethora of nice people. But Jason, I was pulling for him because he came into Arizona hot. Uh, but this obviously uh, is the quarter coming into the football season that it's exactly what you want. So I think there'll be people who buy DraftKings stock off of this Knowing that the, the bet, that that football is so much fun to bet on with him. All right. Well, we had some last night. If you count yeah. that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, they did talk about very little sign of macro pressure, and I don't know if you saw the post story yesterday from saying that Vegas is just on fire. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, this is the disposable income issue, and I know when I speak to Jason, like Jason, will, like look into where I'm what on. Let's say I'm on a DraftKings board. For five dollars, and you say, "Oh, you're doing pretty well." I mean, Jason. There are many Jasons, and we all and we love every one of them. And I, I wanted this number to be good, and it was much better than good. Yeah, uh, revenue ahead, narrower than expected EBITDA loss. They raised the guide. It's, it's going to be the winner. Now there are a lot of people, very sophisticated people, who told me that it would never make it. That he spent too much money to get individuals. Now he's proving them wrong. This was a great quarter, and I would buy the stock. Interesting. We, we'll, we'll talk more about oh, that. Oh, just a sec. I think and, it's him. And a bunch of other numbers. No, it's another Robbins. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Including Twilio and Expedia. We'll talk some Twilio. more Tesla. Tesla, Aww. as we said, and that shareholder meeting yesterday. Musk talking about the economy, inflation, his battle with Twitter, and a lot more. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm all in Musk. I'm all in Musk when it comes to the economy. There's a look at futures. We obviously took that leg lower on the jobs number. If you missed it for July, 528,000, yeah. well above estimate. Is Musk the only person who, when he was younger, looks a lot worse than when he was older? <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Okay, thank you. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. 
That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Tesla holding its annual shareholder meeting last night. Elon Musk did take the stage and he touched on a bunch of topics, including the possibility of buybacks. I think we want to make sure we, we have plenty of capital that, and that future cash flow is looking very solid the, and the world is relatively stable. And then I think uh, share buyback is, is on the table. All right, that would enter a, be a new chapter for Tesla, Jim. Uh, this is uh, one of those things where I've seen it happen before. I've seen it where you get this marginal sale where everything else is just pure gravy. And you want to reward your shareholders with you. By the way, Jim Farley, don't forget, he's doing it through dividends. Uh, a buyback is obviously less permanent. It gives you, you can be, once you, once you raise dividend, you have to cut it. It's, it's terrible. But this just shows you his model and what he can accomplish. I believe, I, I think that when you have a business where you have no need to advertise because your product is so great and the ad budget is so huge at the other guys, You'll crush it. Well, not to mention the friction of the dealer network as well, the right? Friction, I mean, look, I just think that the dealers are, look, I like my dealers. Okay, so understand, I, I don't know what this is. I have a they provide a service. Yeah, and I have tremendous uh, 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 appreciation for what they do for me. But I just feel that, that he just has a great model, and it should spew cash. So when he does, I mean, I think he may not be able to, build as much i mean it depends like let's say the the there's more ev let's say that there's another thing he wants to do like big truck he doesn't have to do the buyback but right now as it's set up if he's selling everything he makes and that uh the he starts taking on the flatbed ford you you know if you're going to turn around and take a look at him yeah yeah speaking of shareholder returns not to turn the conversation too much away from tesla but we were just talking about Meta's offer this week, a bond market debut, and the timing of Apple's offer, Jim? No, there's just nothing like it. Uh, the, the Luke Maestro, the C, CFO of Apple, he timed that thing so perfectly. Uh, I actually have never seen that good timing. Where it's down to literally but, the day? No, the day. Um, he's a remarkable man, and he's so self. I, sometimes I just want to tell people at home what people are like that I've seen. He's maybe the most self-effacing person, but what did he do? He timed the bond market perfectly. And unlike everyone else, we had a question in my, in my uh, tremendous club mini yesterday. Yep. He hedged perfectly. You know how hard it is to hedge perfectly? He hedged. He knew the dollar was going to be strong. He picked the right countries to hedge. He, term, he made the, the when in terms of what we thought Apple would do, the 4 to 8. The reason why they weren't over the 4 to 8 billion you know, not, is because he was so brilliant. Uh, no one's like him. You know, there's there's him, he's he, there's him, and then there's everybody else. When and I don't mean to slight the CFOs in terms of the, the council CFOs. or anything, but he must come. I'm inviting him right here, Luca. Come to the CFO council, and we will just worship you. Okay, you're not a golden calf. You be the real deal, partner. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's mad dash and count down to the opening bell on this. Uh, Crazy Friday morning with that jobs number, of course, and a lot of earnings to get to still. Future's still red. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. There was Tom and I met Tony Shu, CEO of DoorDash, and we had, we had lunch uh, down the village. And I basically said, I, look, I don't know how you, I don't think you can do it. That was before the pandemic. Uh, Tony Shu used that pandemic to be able to expand the network to make it so he is the national delivery company and they make a lot of money. As a matter of fact, they were more profitable than ever. Last night's number was extraordinary. He, along with uh, Airbnb, okay, and uh, just a handful of others, I was going to say Cloudflare, but people don't know that one, are right, coming out of this period on top. And I, I have to tell you, I think that Tony Shu is here to stay. These numbers were terrific. Oh, fantastic. Because this man is, by the way, you know, his whole background, he worked in his mom, Chinese yeah, restaurant, uh, got unbelievable education, Stanford comes out and just does amazing things. This is a great celebration of America. This is a celebration of America, what he's done. And, uh, when things were bad in restaurants, including my restaurants, he cut he cut his take so you can stay in business. He, who does that? Well, uh, Benioff, uh, Salesforce, and a lot of well, people made concessions for the, great health of the health of the company. These are great people. Uh, Bill McDermott, ServiceNow. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Uh, but no, I, the, 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 he's here. But Tony was and is a gentleman and a scholar, and just a, he's just a great national treasure. I know that sounds ridiculous, but there are people in business who should have gone under, who through persistence came out on top and doing amazing, amazing things. Brian Chesky, too. Brian Chesky should have gone under. They just wouldn't let it happen. And yet they're not like Belichick. They're actually like nice guys. Uh, We'll talk more about Dash, and we got to get to Lyft on a week where where we got Uber and everything else, of course. It's good times, so it's got to (laughs) end. Right? My late mother-in-law. You know, don't have that good a time. Okay. We'll get the opening bell in five minutes. Uh, stay with us. Jim mentioned this deal with Amazon today, buying iRobot for sixty-one dollars a share. Uh, IRBT values it at about one point seven billion, uh, including debt. Jim, you know, <laughs> we we you got to look at everything Amazon buys. I think they're putting together a suite of things that you can just say Alexa, right? And now last night I was saying Alexa put on the bear. And I got two Alexas. I got my iPad over here, and I've got the. And so there is like, oh my God, there's music playing. I realized I had turned on the music. Now, when I say Alexa, go of, I do mop my floor. I guess she'll mop my floor. She's she's a lot more helpful than Siri. Siri does not do much for me. Right. Yeah. Um, but coming off of the one medical thing, you think Amazon's establishing a pattern of bolt-ons here? I think that that Amazon is going to become your life. By the way. The fee for the medical is low. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it to supplement my current uh, prestige. What are you? What, I've got one of those concierge systems. Well, th- this has it takes a zero off it for a meeting. And I think that there. Yes, I think that Jassy is changing Bezos's strategy. I think what Jassy's doing is saying wherever there's touch, I want to own uh, healthcare house. And then I think ultimately you can do it. I bet she does another uh, club fee where everything you get everything. Right. What do you make of uh, headlines like yesterday where FTC deepening probe into prime, that kind of thing? Well, she 
Connick is so off the reservation, I find it uh, almost, I don't want to say un-American because we're a good country, but her going after Mark Zuckerberg on a very little acquisition to help the, uh, let's say, the nascent metaverse. I mean, I, I am not sure what her game plan is, but I know what company she hates. And by the way, can we just say that the real Justice Department, the Antitrust Department, Let's not forget to mention the opening bell here. I love and, uh, Bill. I love Bill. Bill. I love Bill. Commence commemorating the 10th anniversary of its oh, listing. There's Bill McDermott up on the balcony. Well, I, look, I think that what we've got, people have to understand there's the FTC and there's the Justice Department. The FTC seems to be possessed with FANG. It's almost like I wish I hadn't created FANG because if you're in FANG, I mean, you got to get out of FANG to not, be, to not uh, have her go after you. The antitrust department is trying to find genuine uh, collusion, right. and when they do, they come in with hard, you know, with hobnail boots. So these are two. One's a very rigorous organization. One I think is just picking on big American companies that have been that have lowered costs for us for ages. Uh, we got a lower open, of course, um, on uh, on the jobs number uh, forty-one twelve. Jim, there had been some work yesterday. Stiefel, for example, which had called for that relief rally to 4,200, they upped it to 4,400 because there remains a belief, as you've said, that inflation is has passed out. Well, I think it may, inflation may be tough, but I mean, today is a day, and very thin trading, by the way, where you have to say, okay, that's that's not in the, this was not in this scenario. The scenario was that they, if they bump it twice, giant, you know, these giant rate hikes, that companies would be reluctant to hire. But if you look through where the hiring was, I mean, like, yeah, travel, entertainment, I mean, everything involving leisure's doing great, but healthcare's doing great, government's hiring too many people, right, right. which is apropos of the fact that the government is putting together bills to hire even more people. This is a look at what Stiefel built uh, last night. That basically their point, Jim, is that June was maybe not, it, technically you can call it a bunch of things, but in, overall it was, it was capitulation of fear. Right, right. When, we, when we got down to those June That's lows. very true. And July was a great month. I, I'm not giving up on this rally because the, I want the consumer strong and I want commodities down. Uh, I think that this has to be the peak of employment or else there is going to be, I think, three quarters can get back on the table, even though if Powell said he didn't want to do it, he didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. This number is too hot. I always feel badly, as most Americans do, that it's e that it's such a great thing that it's easy to get yep. a job. Yep. And this, and this is a terrific country, but at the same time, we can't have inflation make it so that your paychecks. Not you're, you're, I think everybody knows you want to root for America and employment, but you gotta you gotta be responsible about it. Fitch, by the way, says recession. What recession? Uh, the U.S. economy is creating new jobs at an annual rate of six million, three times faster than what we normally see historically in a good year. In a good year. No, I mean, I, I think one of the things that we don't even bother to talk about, let's say you're in France. When you see a number like this, you don't think about the inflation. You think, wow, what a growth country. If you're in China, you don't see the inflation. You say, oh, my, they, everybody who wants a job gets a job. I wish our country was like that. But instead, what do they do? They, what, they make it so that Nancy Pelosi can't visit what is it, sanctions on Nancy and her family. Wow, now, getting, on her now it gets personal. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? Now, it's not just Nancy Pelosi, but it's her family. I know her grandson. Is he out? Uh, they also- is it like, you know, is it like what, uh, what Michael Corleone says? <laughs> You're out. Uh, they did cancel some uh, defense officials uh, meeting. Some climate negotiations, yeah. not to mention the uh, the military drills. Oh, they don't stop. And it, it, look, and now you're starting to get their battle plan of what they're going to do and whether it's going to be squeeze, which is what I think they're going to do, or actual war, which they can't do. They can't. Uh, although I am sure they're emboldened. We're at a crucial moment we don't talk about anymore with Ukraine, Russia, where the Russian, uh, do they have to call up, have a real conscript? have a real army. Right now, it's all being done by a volunteer army. Uh, there are a lot of people within the government, uh, within the White House, who are thinking, let's crush them. But then there are other people, including, I believe, the National Security Council, who just says, um, it's, it's a Ukraine fight. Well, it ain't mem- no Ukraine fight. Remember That's back, ridiculous. Remember back in July, where people uh, said, in an extreme scenario, oil Brent goes to 380? We got, okay. Putin's not making no, a whole no, lot of cash it, no. at uh, 50 or 60. I uh, did an ode to those people last night saying what happened. Because uh, oil's down badly. Again. Look, oil's going to 80, 85. Because it, there's a bit of a chart factor, and, and a lot of the people are chartists. Uh, and it's amazing, by the way, with consumers so strong, oil should be going up. Worldwide market. And uh, if China were to do anything positive, oil spikes. So... But President Xi does not seem to be inclined to do that. And we made President Xi even more powerful by taking him on just when he was at his most weakened state. I have enough sources over there to know that that's actually true. So you would have just let him hang and, and, and try to bolster his irrelevance to the degree that he's there, becoming incrementally more irrelevant. There was a moment that has now since passed because of Speaker Pelosi where I think you would find that it would be more of a shared level of power and not necessarily hawkish uh, because his position was so weak because of his zero COVID policy and because of the tanks in front of banks. But no, we challenged him. We made him strong. And I think that we tactically had an interesting idea. Strategically, it was an incredible failure. Um, Tactically, Jim, on uh, on the consumer, we're going to get a bunch of retail starting Tuesday, Walmart, Home Depot, Wednesday, Target, Lowe's, TJX. Well, look, I, I think that there you're going to start seeing, and there's a ni- nice note, interesting note saying that Home Depot is going to do better because they have the professionals. I think people are still building, judging by that that number. Uh, but but And there's been, one of the things that's happened is, by the way, there's a you can get a lot of products. I mean, it's not like if you want a washing machine, or a dishwasher that you have to wait in. Or, you know, they, these guys have advanced on that. But I want to say that there's, I got, is it snowing outside? Not yet. Because Walmart's up 26 cents. <laughs> I figured it must be snowing. Uh, and Brian, I'm talking to my stage guy. Could you check to see if it's snowing? Because Walmart's up. <laughs> You're asking whether Did, things are frozen Well, over. I mean, look, now they're like, I mean, think about the way Walmart's handling this, this notion of, uh, let's just say, disclosure. First, they say, you know what, we got way too many, uh, way too much hard goods. Then they come out and they say, you know what, we got way too much soft goods. And then they come out and they say, you know what, we got way too many people. What else is left? I mean, it's a plane with with uh, four engines. Well, you know what, we got one more engine. I don't know what, and I, I don't know what's happening at Walmart, but I fear that they don't either. And it's time for John Rainey 
who is a darn good CFO, to assert himself, come on and explain what the hell is happening in Bentonville. Uh, we're going to find out, and we're going to get clarity on back to school. Coles uh, on Target's Thursday. going to have good back to school numbers. Yeah. Target's going to have good, I'm telling you, the separation between Doug McMillan and Brian Cornell started this year. You're going to see Brian Cornell from Target just do great things. He took the charge all at once. He did. Okay, should you buy Target right here? No, you can't. That's the problem. You got to wait until everybody comes in on Monday and you have all the Mike Wilsons on TV. Yes. I think Mike may, I don't know, maybe he's away today. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful day. You know, so like, but Mike will come in wherever Mike is. He will, whether he zooms in, yes. he will be sitting right there telling you you are an idiot to buy. Yeah. So we at least have to go through the idiot factor. Let that happen and then buy. Don't buy ahead of the idiot factor. Well, a lot of the calls to buy, for example, Tom Lee last night, arguing that many times stocks bottom six months before the last hike. And ostensibly this morning, that last hike gets pushed out a bit. Well, look, I, don't, I, I think Tom Lee could only be right. But can we just admit that there's got to be let's have a little pain. Uh, and I, but remember, it's not disastrous because of the decline in oil, which is just staggering. Remember, we were so afraid of the increase at the pump when we went from 80 to 130. Well, now we're almost back to 80, and no one comes on and says, you know what? I've been driving around a little more. I've noticed I have a little more left. That's not happening. Now, what I'm betting on with my charitable trust, and so far I've been so wrong on this, it's frightening, is that Disney can make a comeback here. Because they, Warner Brothers shows you, Warner Brothers Discovery shows you that maybe it's not so easy to put together a streamer. Um, I know that Paramount, they, you know, everyone hated Paramount. It didn't matter. Another downgrade today. Yeah, it's a, hey, what the hell, let's downgrade him. But Disney uh, has already been downgraded by everybody. Bob Chapek, the long knives have been out for him so long that maybe it's boring. I mean, at this point, it's, it's Jinsu knives. Uh, so I, I do think that Disney could have a move here. By the way, it is an iconic franchise. Unlike Warner Brothers, you know. WBD is the biggest laggard on the S&P at the moment. Uh, by the way, speaking of downgrades, uh, Truist takes uh, Virgin Galactic to sell. Oh, my God. They go from eight to five. They need money. Um, as they-, they once again delay their commercial service. No, that was that was a very tough downgrade. It's basically said they need hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, that's a very ill-conceived company. Ill-advised and ill-conceived Really you want to bring in AMC? Do I want to or yeah, do yeah, I have let's, to? Let's do it. I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Apes, turn your, turn your sound on, <laughs> even if it's just not for me, okay? Shares of AMC Entertainment. Now, you all know what that is. They're falling, but don't worry. That won't come up at all in the interview. Uh, the theater chain reporting narrow losses for the quarter and rewarding the apes, which happens to also be shareholders, this is not Jane Goodall, okay? We're not talking about that, all right? Let's take that off the table with a special APE dividend. Joining us now, hopefully with fully clothed, it's AMC Entertainment <laughs> Chairman and CEO, Adam Aaron. Adam, you are a delight. Thank you for coming on Squawk on the Street. Hey, Jim, not only am I happy to be here, I watched the lead into the program, and I gotta tell you, you're far too sensitive. I have it on very good authority. A lot of our apes love you, too. <laughs> they, do. they do. Okay, so now I, I want to start with pure substance. This was a remarkable quarter. People didn't think it could happen. People didn't think that you could ever do anything other than burn cash, that you were basically a chimney of money. 
Not true, correct? Correct, Jim. We reported yesterday terrific quarterly results, uh, April or June. The movie industry is clearly coming back. The movie theater industry is clearly coming back. 59 million people were in our theaters in the second quarter. Attendance was up 168% year over year to the same quarter. We had positive EBITDA in the second quarter. Our EBITDA was more than a quarter of a billion dollars stronger than it was last year. We are on a path to recovery. Uh, maybe this horrible pandemic is something that uh, one day we can all put in the rearview mirror. All right, well, Adam, I read this, and the first thing I said was, okay, I know why people aren't watching Netflix. They're going to AMC. There is a correlation, would you say, between people who just are sick of being at home and they want to go out and they want to see a movie and they go to AMC. Well, I do think, uh, I mean, the bigger picture is I think streaming and theaters can go coexist peacefully. You know, back a few years ago when Avengers Endgame was the biggest uh, movie of all time, Netflix was in business. Uh, there were people streaming and there were people in our theaters. Uh, fast forward, post-pandemic, I do all think that uh, trapped in our houses and apartments for a year and a half, uh, people learned in the pandemic, they want to get off the couch, they want to get out of the house, they want to do things, they want to be with people, be with friends, going to a theater is a cheap date. Yeah, uh, theaters have been central to the cultural fabric of the United States for a century and we're a resilient industry, we're on our way back. They told me I was a cheap date at one point. All right, let's deal with this. Let's deal with the hairy ape. All right. So you've decided, somewhat chimerical, to give uh, something special to shareholders, which includes a great deal uh, of apes. But you know what? Other than the, the actual ticker, APE, Adam, to me, it seemed very much like a stock split. Jim, it's almost exactly like a stock split, except for one technical difference. Uh, uh, in, in a typical two-to-one stock split, you get two new common shares for one old common share. In this case, you're getting a new preferred unit and a common share for an old common share. But this is an extremely important development for our company. I cannot stress, one of the reasons why AMC survived the pandemic is because we raised over $2 billion of equity. We did it by selling shares, and we basically sold every share that we had. Uh, we went from 100 million shares outstanding to over 500 million shares outstanding. There were no shares left in the corporate treasury. If we needed to raise money in the future, if we wanted to raise money in the future, that was not an option that was available at AMC Entertainment. Now, with the creation of this new class of preferred securities, uh, not that we would ever use all 5 billion of them that we could take the market, that would be crazy, uh, but we do essentially have a lot of preferred shares that we can take to market to raise cash, to pay down debt, to use for M&A. And the result of all that is uh, this was a great announcement frame. So it pretty much takes near-term survival completely off the table uh, because if we were in a pinch, we could raise money. And anything that strengthens AMC is good for our shareholders and it's bad for the people who wish us harm. Hey, Adam, I thought it's interesting that you mentioned uh, the Marvel franchises because it seems like all the success has come on the back of the Top Guns and the Strange 2s and maybe soon the Black Panther 2s. But are exhibitors 
trying to get the studios to release more films like Jordan Peele's Nope to expand that, that pipeline? By the way, when you talk about the big ones coming, don't forget Avatar 2 at Christmas. Yeah. Could, Avatar yeah, great 1 point. is the biggest movie of all time. Uh, but yes, very definitely. Yeah. Uh, I go out to Hollywood like every month or two and sit down with the heads of various studios. And we've been making a plea for quite some time that we need to bring these medium-sized movies back, not just live on the so-called tentpole blockbusters. And you know what's really interesting? If you look at the attendance per movie, it's actually higher now than it was pre-pandemic. We just don't have quite as many titles coming out as we used to have pre-pandemic. And if we can reverse that trend, if we can combine more movie titles being released with this huge attendance per picture that we're now seeing, uh, our days ahead are very bright. All right, well, so I'm, I, I'm being, I've been a little too facetious. What you've done is you have black shareholders in a way that I've never seen anyone else do, clearly on your side. And you did it because you catered to them. I want to know about this additional NFT that could make it so that these people stay with you for life because I quite frankly did not understand exactly what you're offering. So look, we have leaned in NFTs since last November. And we did that because our shareholders told us that they like NFTs. And now just about every major movie that comes out has an NFT. Uh, and we at AMC have had four of our own. Uh, we put out one in January, very popular, it said, I own AMC. Well, now that we have this second class of securities that trades under the symbol APE for AMC preferred equity, APE, uh, we have another uh, NFT that our shareholders can get gratis, which is I own A. And as you know, that's how they self-brand, and I bet they're going to like that. Well, you're sure right. And, you know, and Adam, I got to tell you, in the uh, depths of things, again, someone who could have had his company wiped out, but you just stayed and stayed. Congratulations to you for being creative and being faithful to your shareholder base, which very few CEOs really are. Thank you for coming on, Adam Aaron, CEO, CEO of AMC. Good to see you. Thank you. Isn't that interesting, Jim? We keep coming back to that today, this notion of, of survival through uh, economic conditions that no business model is really built for. And, and I want to point out that a lot of this is because of true ingenuity, whether it be Tony Hsu un, or Perseverance, unwilling to fold, just unwilling. Brian Chesky having to lay off a huge number of people saying, I'm not giving up. Adam Aaron saying, you know what? I can make this work, but I have to be more creative. Now, these are my kind of heroes. Yeah, we're having a hot market and all that stuff. But like, these are people we have to celebrate because we don't do enough celebration of business. I, my hat's off to Adam and, and, and to Tony when we have him on Monday. Let's just take a moment and just say, you know what? Look where you've come in life and whether how much of it is perseverance and how much of it is this great country. Uh, we're lucky to be here. There's no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, uh, Dow shaving some opening losses, now down 133. Uh, before we go to break, take a look at the bond report. We mentioned uh, the, the front end moving quickly on that jobs number. Uh, Two-year back to 319. The range this week alone on the two-year, 281 to 320. Oh, man. Pretty amazing. And the 10-year back to 282. We're back in a moment. It's been quite a week for some of these travel names as we've gotten booking and Airbnb and others. 
Uh, take a look at Expedia. Going to be in the green today, better than 1.5% gain. It's going to actually be your first peak above the 50-day, going back to April. We'll keep our eye on a lot of these with a lot of consumer earnings headed our way next week. And by the way, Peter Curran will join us in the next hour. We'll get Stop Trading with Jim in a minute. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. One week ago, Chevron was the story of the year. Stock was up 13 points, the largest in the S&P that day. And by the way, Chevron is not a small cap company. And since then, it's been down pretty much every day. And it's up. Chevron is the leader because it's the least hedged of oil. So the fact that Chevron's up is telling me that you're going to see the first rally in oil that we've had of maybe of any consequence for many, many weeks. Chevron is the tell for oil. So I know that the employment number, the, sub, the commodities were subdued, but watch out. Chevron's up and Chevron is the tell. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, oil is higher. Uh, yeah. As uh, we did get our first gas, buddy had the first gas station with sub $3 gas in really? Oklahoma City, $2.99. Well, there you go, Americans. Let's <laughs> roll up our sleeves and go back to work or travel. Maybe even go to Disney, Bob Chapek. Hey, we should get Chapek on the show. It's a good idea. Wouldn't it be fun? We just asked, you worked at Disney. I'll wear long Mickey ears. I don't got people think I wear them anyway. By the way, starting Monday, you'll get uh, Faber back. Talk more media. Who? David Faber. Faber? <laughs> college? Faber College? The, one, the dean? Jim, have a good weekend. We'll see you later. Jim Craver. Uh, Dow's down 102. Uh, close to session highs here, narrowing some losses at the top of the hour. Don't miss our interview with the billionaire investor Mark Lazary. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com.